They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Episode of the Hono Hono Podcast. I'm your host, Juan. Today we have Sean Peter with us, an individual I met on the internet. So, welcome to the show, Sean. How are you today? It's, I'm fine. It's a good morning. So, after some minutes of technical difficulties, finally we're recording on Skype. I, I hate Skype, but it is what it is. So, Sean, I got you on the show. Omar, I hate Skype, too. <laughs> I hate Skype and the, and the reptilian overlords behind it. So, I got you on the show because you wanted to – you brought up some, some interesting topics. I didn't know who Andy Warhol was before any of this, and you, I know you went into some deep research on his life and his story, and – I'll let you take it from here. And just for the record, I love my life. I would never kill myself just in case we reveal some things that we're not supposed to reveal. Uh, just putting, putting that out there, uh, just in case anybody is listening. So Sean, what made you, uh, start researching these topics and I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, how did I find, how did I get into Andy Warhol, who is the most exhibited American artist of the 21st century around the world for all the different shows? I was, I was doing research on women, women's liberation, because I had been a photographer for about 10 years and I'd photographed about 200 women and I was putting a book together about that. And I discovered a woman named Valerie Solanas, who was the assassin, attempted assassin, 
of Andy Warhol in June of 1968, two days before Robert Kennedy was gunned down and, and killed. And, and so, so I, I never, I had never known about that. And I just known about Andy Warhol very vaguely as a famous artist. I didn't know much more than that. Campbell's Soup Can is his famous, most famous one. That's the one most people will know. He also painted Mao and Marilyn Monroe and Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, Nelson Rockefeller, Happy Rockefeller, his wife. And uh, many, many famous people, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, very famous photographer and 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 uh, and and painter, but not really because he would he would mostly run off posters. But we can get into that later. Um, so 1968, early June, Valerie Solanas shoots Andy Warhol front page news of the Daily News, you know, Warhol shot in hospital, critical condition. And 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 I was wondering what the hell happened here? Who who is this woman? So I dug and I I dug into it and I there was a man who bailed her out of jail. And um I'm not going to say his last name because I also don't want to commit suicide. Uh, his first name was Dennis, and the full name is in the book. And he bailed Valerie out of jail a few months after after the shooting. It was $10,000 bail. So in today's money, that was $60,000. So I said, who is this guy? And why did he bail her out? Who is he? He lived in a house in San Francisco. That was owned by, that had earlier in history had been owned by someone in Bohemian Grove, a member of the Bohemian Society. Mm. And his, his last name, I, 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 his last name is, is the name of a company in Australia that sells military and police equipment. Uh, this guy, Dennis, was in the uh the military his son was was in the military and i said that it's just too strange so i think valerie solanas was mind controlled to kill andy warhol but why why would you why would you kill uh you know a crappy but famous he was kind of like a reality TV show famous in 1968. I'd say he was at that level. You know, people knew his name. Why would he be killed? Obviously for money, right? So that they could uh, print off more of his posters, sell them as originals, make money, and 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 make a martyr out of him. So. So you think he was going to – you said that they they plotted to kill him as part of this other sinister scheme? This was all supposed well, to happen and, and it all played out as it yeah. did? Yeah, well, 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 if you look at who was running, who was – who were his handlers? Um, 
his handlers were Leo Costelli, was the gallery guy, and Leo Costelli was in the OSS, the Office of Strategic Services, which was the precursor to the CIA. So during World War II, Leo Costelli was running around Europe translating, uh, working at the OSS. He'd been to um, the the training center in Maryland, where uh, where another Rockefeller was 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 giving classes, and the, another guy named Henry Geldzaler from Harvard and Yale. He was also uh, the guy who would tell Warhol to, you know, do do this artwork about a shooting. Uh, do the the the. It sounds nuts, but Warhol was like being told what to do. So he did uh, art about the Kennedy assassination. He did paintings of Jackie Onassis. Um, very strange guy, you know. But why does this guy work? Do you have they, any idea? Ah, good question. When he when he when he was killed, well, no, when he actually finally died, he wasn't killed. He died of, uh, I think, gall his gallbladder. His gallbladder killed him when he was about fifty five, fifty seven. He died in nineteen eighty seven. And when he died, he was worth close to a billion dollars at that time in 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 that money. But wow. the the yeah in nineteen eighty seven a billion dollars worth of worth of assets. But what what was interesting is within a year or two the the Yale Harvard. Uh, Skull and Bones type people had taken over the Warhol Foundation. They went to court and and said that the value of his stuff was only a hundred million. They did that so that they would ha wouldn't have to give as many donations out, you know, pay as much tax. But it was worth about a billion dollars. Intense. So. On here, you put the question as to why. And again, I had friends of mine make fun of me because I didn't know who Andy Warhol was. I'm not that. I'm not, you know, that well versed in the in the arts. But I do know about the reptilian esque individuals that you've mentioned the names of. And do you subscribe to the idea that there is? Certain families that have been in power since certain amounts of times. Have you, have ah, you about? Of course, of course. Uh, one of the people on the the Andy Warhol Foundation board of directors in in the very beginning was a woman named Agnes Gund, G U N D, and and her family got her money in World War One. They bought they bought a coffee company and they sold it to uh, Kellogg's for millions of dollars in the 1920s. So they captured it in war. They paid next to nothing for it. 
And then they had Kellogg's stock, which increased in value so that they became, you know, a multi-millionaire family. And she, the way the corruption works is she was on the Andy Warhol board of directors, but she was also the director of the Museum of Modern Art, which was founded by the Rockefeller family in 1929. So, so, she was able to, you know, move the art into the museum, boost up the price, the usual games that they play. I think a lot of it is for money. Some of it is for evil. I think the evil is a bonus for them. <laughs> well, and they, they, they do it for the money and for the evil. These individuals, so her net worth is about $3.4 billion back in 2015. Here I'm checking. And wow. So they're billionaires now. Unbelievable. I want to get and your comes, Wow. Wow. I want to get your take that, on this, Sean. The yeah. I believe that these individuals are they truly believe that they can get some sort of power through these acts. Uh Hannah Bovatsky talked about um the, their their whole thing behind that religion is that, and I'm talking about the uh, theosophists. I forget the name of it, but they they want to embrace the evil, and they don't want to suppress it. Right through all all of history and uh, through religion and everything, it's it's do no evil, right? But these people they want to embrace it and get to a certain level of evilness to where they become divine. It's this fucked up weird thinking right. that they have and they and they they want to embrace the evil, right? So you're talking about maybe they might do it for evil, it's it's, it's a bonus for them. I don't know. I I think that these people actually believe that if they are able to do these certain acts, right? Uh they're able to achieve some sort of divinity and by acts, I mean we all know what the elites here are, are are being accused of doing right we we hear it all the time it happens in the in the catholic church a lot and i truly believe it's these ancient mystery schools of back then and i read this occult book on the it was the astral plane its inhabitants and its scenery something or other and wow it was by i think cw ledbetter or some shit like that and when I was reading, when I was listening to the audiobook, I wasn't reading it, listening to the audiobook, he talked about how the reason that they target children and younger people and, 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 and kids is because their aura is different. Like the way that the, what they emanate is different. And again, at the end of the day, and this is, and when I'm talking about them embracing this evilness, I think that was Manly P. Hall that I heard say that, where they want to bring forth and concentrate and just embrace the evil in things. And just a very dark thought because they got to be doing it for more than money, I believe, because money is just, I feel like it's this empty thing that we give value to when at the end of the day it's just a piece of paper just some some iou by the government it's not even backed by anything so i that's just that's nothing to them right that's just a piece of paper to them the money 
I think that there's 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 more behind it all, and I don't know. I, but please continue. I just I, I looked this lady up and I saw that she. Yeah, Warhol was a dark and evil motherfucker, man. So so propping him up as the best artist in America is uh, is, is an example of propping up evil. I mean, he 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 was surrounded by suicide. He would, he he loved it. There uh, there was a a woman named Edie, and and he he said to his friend, you know, I can't wait for Edie to commit suicide. I hope I'm there to film it. Christ. Um, he yeah, he was just a dark. There were there were there were, you know, he there were rumors of 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 child prostitution uh he was like the first person to 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 be a mainstream porn director he was part of the pushing of pornography in the early 60s his some of his films were were blue movies and uh so he would they they propped him up because he was so messed up so dark so yeah, maybe I think you're right. I have I I reluctantly agree with you. I just so what's the solution? What what's the solution? There, I don't believe there is one, Sean, because the way that these the these we're dealing with, <laughs> and I hate to to bring this up, but I'm gonna quote. Now I the, can take it, man. Go ahead. I'm going to I'm going to quote the Bible here real quick. Give me one second. Uh, I'm going to quote mean the, the Bible. Book that was written by the Romans? Yes, ch- check this out. It, it, it's got it's got some nuggets of truth, right? I like to think of that. But Ephesians 6:12 For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Now, heavenly realms and all that other bullshit okay right i can get behind you it was it was written by somebody king's james version is exact the the exact person's version that they want you to read and you got the council and i see and all that bullshit but that's that's for another episode but i believe that there isn't some some cure to this because of this because it's a it's more of a metaphysical vibrational thing with these individuals that they again they truly do believe that by doing these acts they're achieving some sort of they they get some otherworldly powers you know by by you have talks of of uh, gene or and, and all these different things that the elites do and right it's fucked up because you, you talk about the romans it was uh who who was it was it uh Anyways, one of these 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 Roman emperors, I think it was Nero, that he would command people to commit suicide. Was it Nero? Or you know, can, 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 uh, there are, there are, there's a conspiracy theory that Jesus. You can't say is a conspiracy. We 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 gotta say. <laughs> con- say it with me. Connection research. We're not conspiracy yeah. theorists yeah, anymore. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're connection researchers. <laughs> so, yeah, because conspiracy, conspiracy theory is a CIA pejorative 
created in 1967 to discredit researchers on the Kennedy assassination. Yes, which we can so, get yeah. into that here. We're coming connection up. research. Okay. I'll so, buy that. So what were you going to say? What is the, the, the theory that you're, that you were just about to mention? Well, the, the, the Romans might have written the Bible and, and Jesus may or may not have been a real character, but do you, do you, have you ever heard of, of what a tulpa is? T-U-L-P-A, a tulpa. Um, it, it's when a billion people believe in Jesus, believe in the goodness, that has its own good energy that that cre- whether he was real in this plane or not if enough people believe in redemption believe in in goodness believe in heaven then it becomes real that's a tulpa i like to call that the law of manifest the, the law of attraction and manifestation where if you have right. enough collective thought, you're able to make things happen. And that's another thing, another aspect to what I believe is going on, that right. they understand the the complexities of this realm that we're in. Because I believe that this that's is some right. sort of, of simulation. This is why the Gnostics were world heretics, because they were on to something that went against the narrative of the powers that be and it's everything is a brokered experience the to achieve divinity you have to go through the church to do to do a lot of things in life it's a it's a brokered experience the banks yeah. right um and i believe that's the whole movement that's happening right now with cryptocurrency and all these other things where it's decentralization but the powers that be, the, these lizard people that are in power, they once they lose that authority over whatever it is, they get angry. And that's why a lot of people have died all throughout all of history. And it's his story, right, to the victor, the spoils. Mm-hmm. And we only really learn at the end of the day what they want us to to know. And it pains me that a lot of people don't ask these sorts of questions and they're spoon fed everything and anything they hear right. and they take it 100% the dark ages this is why christianity brought on the dark a lot of people are, oh it didn't the dark ages happened because people took religion to the literal sense of the of, of the meaning everything right, right. just because you have a, a a statue of jesus doesn't make him jesus and again this is simulacrum and simulation where we give power to these things that are just empty symbols. It's almost like a, some sort of sigil magic that just locks you into this, this train of thought and you're not able to shake it off. Like this, it's like a plague, like an addiction, right? It's, it's, it's very dark. Uh, when it comes did, to you, did, did you see the movie, the matrix? Oh, of course. You know, when that movie first came out, I, I went, I went with my Illuminati friend. Um, my friend was in the Illuminati, her family. And, uh, I walked out. <laughs> I walked out. I walked out of the matrix. 
the movie or the literal thing? Yeah, the movie. What do you think, the literal thing? I'm still here. Yeah, I posted this this clip of John McAfee on on TikTok, and it went a little viral on there, and it was oh, an wow. interview. One of his his la- his last interviews where they brought up the Matrix, and in the movie, when they offer the guy to leave and restart, one of the one of the bad guys, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna eat this steak. The steak is delicious." But we all know that there's no steak if it's all a simulation. But as long as he thinks there is one, it's okay, and he's gonna enjoy it. Wow. And wow. John Ma- wow. John McAfee says, "I'd rather eat reality even if it tastes bad." And that, and that, because oh my god! At the end of the day, what could you? Po- we're we're minnows swimming in a sea of whales, right? And what could you possibly do? Like the stock market, you're a fucking plankton in a in in this vast ocean of whales. You you do nothing for the stock market, and you yeah, just got to but- learn to go with the waves, right? To go with with the group. And I feel like that's what we can do when it comes to these sort of powers that be, you know, stay out of their way. And if, if, a, if a billion people prayed at the same time, I think the world would become a, a better place overnight. I honestly believe that. But that's you know, not going to happen. People all at the same time. That's not going to happen, Sean, because I do feel that they feed off this low vibrational frequency and maybe it is some big sort of quote-unquote conspiracy theory that that there is that they all these movies that they put out the uh, symbols are the language to the soul and all these movies that they put out uh art right we're talking about our andy warhol we're talking about art all these things and this is why in Plato's The Republic, he wanted to ban certain frequencies, certain theaters. Why? Because... Oh, that was my that was my Illuminati's friend's the favorite book, Plato's yeah. Republic. So he wanted to... What did he want to do? And In Plato's The Republic, he wanted, again, and the guy who talks about the cave allegory, he wanted to ban certain frequencies and, and musical notes certain arts so acting movies and things because he understood that it spoke to the soul and it could change an individual uh to a deeper sense and it's called what 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 it's called what these individuals do and and these powers that do what it what they do it's called mimetic occultism where they use symbols and propaganda to talk to the soul on a deeper you know, sense you know what one you said that they want he the Plato's Republic was an argument for 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 like banning certain theaters and plays and and when this when the this this pandemic first started I I I thought about the 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 stadiums and the amusement parks being closed and certain energy being blocked you know the art galleries closed. They were blocking certain energies. So I agree with you. Yeah, that, that is a good point. I never thought about it that way. And at the beginning of, of COVID, uh, or the pandemic, you mean, or o- Ovid, 
19, the the pandemic, I, I made the mistake of doing mushrooms for the first time. And at the beginning of, of, of this thing, and there were mushrooms, which I had uh, harvested myself uh, from, from when they were spores in a syringe. So it was a spiritual experience for me as far as almost like I was <laughs> eating my own children, right? And not in the, in the literal sense, but it just a homage to Saturn and Kronos, right? Where they, where they eat their kids. And it was this weird experience for me because I was partaking of this thing that I had grown for months, but the mistake was that I took it during this time where the air was different, right? The atmosphere was That's different. Right. That's the energy right. was different. And I, I think what happened was when I tapped into that frequency in this other dimension that I was in, I tapped into what felt like the, the, the pain and sorrow and suffering of so many people that had just been bottled up. And it was just in this, I was able to attune to that frequency or whatever it was on. And what ended up happening was I told you, I, I, I had these, these very disturbing, uh, very disturbing visuals and hallucinations. At first it started out by, I had many fingers on my hands. My keyboard was endless and it had these rune, uh, alien-esque writings on it, almost from like the movie Aliens or some shit like that, or Aliens versus Predator, like uh, these weird fucking scriptic like letters on it. Check out, like, check out emojis. Have you seen the video where the guy shows the emojis are really ancient sigils? No, I didn't see that. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, it's great. You can, it's still on YouTube, or I'll send it to you because I saved it, because I download and save everything and archive it to an offline, off off the internet external hard drive. Oh, I see yeah, it he, here. He, yeah, he, he says that the sigils are, uh, actually represent, you know, Crowley kind of, John D yeah. kind of sigils. You know, sigils. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. I didn't really know. I'll check this out. I got the video pulled up here. So, and I told you I, I, I was I was having these disturbing hallucinations and, and uh, audio hallucinations as well. And at one point I did see Baphomet on the face of Brian Callen, which is Joe Rogan's best friend. And I tried just watching different things. And the only thing that I could bear to watch was this this show on Netflix. Uh, which was our planet, which was about Mother Earth, and how did you go? Beautiful home. Yeah, the thing was, yeah, it's beautiful, right? I had this this crazy ego death where I real I came to the realization that humans are just this cancer to Earth and to everything on it, and we don't even belong here. We're 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 aliens. No, no, no. I, I I don't believe that. I believe, you know, have you heard of the theory of Ea and Enki? Yes. You know, Enki and Enlil, the two brothers? Yeah, the Anunnaki. Yeah, well, one brother, one brother hates mankind and wants to destroy, destroy it. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the other brother, you know, tries to keep us, keep us alive. So that's the principalities of the air right there. 
Yeah, and and I I love the Anunnaki theory, right? The hypothesis. It's not a theory, and to point out the difference between a theory and a, hypothes- a hypothesis is a a theory can be proven scientifically, and a hypothesis is just an idea. And so, I I, I love that idea of, of the of the Anunnaki, and uh, we were genetically modified, and, and but then another part of me says if these entities are all powerful what would they need us for right if if i feel like ah can i can i answer that yeah go ahead what what are your thoughts on that yeah because when my friend was i had another friend uh he's still a friend who 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 turned me onto flat earth and 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 one of the things that i thought about was if 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 people wake up to this idea, whether it's real or not, you know, if people wake up to the truth, whatever it is, flat, round, whatever, if, it's like if they're in a video game. If you're playing the video game, you've got all your different characters, but what if the characters turn around and look at you and say, we know this is a game? Then what happens? And I feel like what's happening now is actually the result of people waking up in the last 10, 20, 30 years and turning around and saying to the, to the game player, you ask, why are we here? We're, if we're in the game, in, in the simulation, that's our, our role is to be entertainment, like in the Truman show. But what happens when, 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 when the, the, the the game pieces turn around and say, Hey, we know it's a game. Yeah. And I, I want to say that there's a movie like that, isn't there? Where, where they know that they're. Or yeah, the Truman show. No, the I Truman know about the Truman show. show. But, but it makes me think of the double slit experiment, right? And what a lot of people fail to to know is that you as an observer and this is why i believe in the law of attraction and that we have more power than than we know is because the actual observer changes the outcome of of this experiment right of of what how the atom reacts by you either looking at it or not it acts differently, almost like it's like the sentient, the sentient being that knows it's being watched, right? And it's like, well, isn't an atom? It doesn't. It can't think. Well, can it? Because when it knows when it's watching, when you're watching it, and it knows when you're not. And you talked about a video game, just like Grand Theft Auto, when you're running and the lo- the map is loading as you're going. Who the fuck knows if that's what our reality is like? And, and it's only when we're actively looking around is it's just the map loading out and just reality and behind all that it's just who knows numbers and or or vibrational frequencies or whatever the fuck this is but i feel like that's what these ancient civilizations were more in tune with you have the minds you have the the ancient mesopotamia you have the egyptians you have all these different cultures that a lot of them disappeared right whatever happened to 
Egypt. Well, they always give you the narrative, oh, the Hyksos people took them over, or they, they fused up and, with with Rome or whatever the fuck the, the the narrative is, right? They went to they went to Switzerland. You think they went to Switzerland? Yeah, the Phoenicians went to Switzerland. Uh, I, there's some good the the Central Intelligence Agency channel on YouTube talks about that. Do you subscribe to the Tartarian Empire idea? I've been looking into it. I, I, I'm not so sure that uh, all those beautiful buildings are, are that ancient, but uh, there's a lot of hidden history. I believe that. I know that. There's a lot of things we don't know. Yeah, I, I, I believe so, too, I believe. And it's like this this power thing, right, where they have power over you, just how Jeffrey Epstein had the paintings of, of Bill Clinton in a dress, and he also had this other painting of George Bush playing with blocks. It's almost like this humili- humiliation thing that we see, especially nowadays. I feel like, for example, Elon Musk the other day was on an interview. They, they did the, the conference word about Bitcoin, which was the B word. And I remember one of the lines that he said was, because a lot of people have accused him, even myself, of manipulating the the cryptocurrency markets and and one of his lines on there was i lose money too it's not like i like when it goes down because he's said some comments on twitter and and social media where he's made people to believe that either tesla sold bitcoin or they didn't and that drove the price way down but it almost made me think i'm like what if his handlers were like hey you got to do some some humiliation ceremony or ritual or something like that. You got to act like a dumbass and make Bitcoin crash. Who the fuck knows what these handlers yeah, have right. these guys to well, do? You, yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean? So well, you, I, me- you, you, mentioned, you mentioned Grand Theft Auto. So he, the, one of the guys who was an early backer of Warhol as far back as the, the 60s, and he had been to St. Moritz, Switzerland, um, learning the art trade in, in the 60s, and then he backed Warhol. And then in, in the 90s, he bought Grand Theft Auto. He bought the company, and he set his son up, and he did uh, some stock swindling. His, his, they, they, they stole millions of dollars faking around stock options was the thing. They, they yeah. backdated stock options. So they were playing with that. His, his son took the hit for that. And uh, his son died at 50 years old. So they sacrificed their own children. You are right. You've mentioned this before. Was he, I mean, that's, I know the, you don't. The, the name, his first name is Peter. I, I, I don't you... want to commit suicide by saying his last name. But he, he, he owned, uh, and it's in the book, it's in the anti-Warhol book. So he owned Grand Theft Auto. He did some. He put his son in, in, you know, in the CEO position or in the power position, and they backdated stock options, made a couple of million dollars. They got caught, and his son took the fall. I don't know if they did prison time or not, but his son took the fall, and then his son died at like forty-nine or fifty. Did he commit suicide by any chance? Uh, I don't think it was suicide, but he died. 
So one of you talking about Grand Theft Auto makes me think of Aaron Valentini, which was this CEO of this big tech company. And she just so happened to have she died. Right. She was found dead. And one of the last things that she told her mom before she went missing and and was was found dead was. It's all a game. It's a thought experiment. We're in the Matrix. That was the last thing she ever said to anybody. And her what company. What was her name? Because I've heard the story. What was her name again? I've heard the story. I want to look it up later. Erin Valentini. And okay. she was okay. the CEO of this tech company that was in the whole neural, neurological researching uh, uh, neurology right and tapping into the the brain and the mind and consciousness and whatever and that was one of the last things she said before she i believe she was murdered uh and who knows right that's it's interesting that these individuals will own things like this what are your thoughts on john uh what is it podesta his art collection what are your thoughts on that <laughs> well, that's the third rail, bro. <laughs> You've hit the third rail right there. That's that's the third rail. What does that's that mean? That's the Sean? whole thing. You you it, it, the third rail on the subway or on the the train tracks is the one that's wired for electricity. If, if you touch that, you you're dead. Oh, um, yeah, you know human trafficking. That goes on. I was watching a documentary about China last night. They, uh, during the one child policy, they would take your baby. You know, if you had a second child, they would take it or, and then they would, they would sell it to an adoption agency. And, and, and in China, they would make $200 and then they would flip that baby to an American family and charge 25,000 or $30,000 for the baby. And so what year was like this? You know? This was in the 90s, the 90s, the 2000s, early 2000s, the 90s was when they did this the most. They they sold at least 100,000 babies. Documentary Nan Fu Wang is the uh, the documentary is called uh, One Child Nation. One have Child ever, Nation. Have you ever heard of Newfoundlings? Uh, no, but it sounds like an adoption agency or an orphanage. Yeah, it's got to do with Tartaria and in the early 1900s. Ah. There was. A mass, uh, there, it was, it was, there, there was a mass, I don't want to say exodus, but like, uh, people were abandoning, abandoning their kids left and right, and they would take them to these mm-hmm. orphanages that were specialized. But here's the fucked up part about it. Every year, about 800,000 kids go missing in the U.S. alone. And, one of the questions I've always asked is where where do the children go? Well, I'm sure a lot are murdered. I'm sure a lot of a lot are raped. A lot of et cetera, et cetera. You can use your imagination. But during this time, it was more than I think over 250,000 kids. They were put on trains and distributed all throughout the United States. 
And what they were doing was they were using these children to kickstart cities and use child labor to build these cities and towns and, and places around all the United States. And I'm sure these children weren't just there to be manual labor. I'm sure other things were happening behind the sh- uh, behind the scenes that probably gets pretty fucked up and pretty dark real quick. And again, it's this thing. I feel that they get to them before they're indoctrinated and before that innocence is gone from these kids. And I subscribe to the idea that how I read in that book that their aura is different. And interestingly enough, that same book talked about how when you mourn the death of a person, you're actually you're actually doing them wrong because it doesn't help them transcend to that mm-hmm. next dimension and you actually just you know embrace it because after death right after game over after exit game is when the real adventure and real journey starts is how I've, how I've, I've read before we're just we're just what do they call it light beings and in a, a you know experiencing the human life, whatever the fuck the, the saying is. That's I right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So celebrate, do like the Irish do and have a party or, you know, like firecrackers, you know, have have a party. Exactly. Yeah, instead, we look at them in some box and cry over them and mourn. And it was just like, don't do that. You're actually doing their soul different because you're doing their soul a disfavor by doing this because you're making it hard for them to be able to transcend through these through the dimensions right that's that's what all these ancient civilizations talked about when it came to reincarnation the gnostics you know transcending to the upper eons from the lower eons which was a fractal universe created by the demiurge and a party yeah yeah he's just what is it sex uh, uh Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, whatever the fuck they call it. <laughs> yeah, have a party. So, so, so you do, so you do believe in an afterlife. That's good. I, I, I reserve the right to change my mind at any given time because my right. father yeah, recently had a heart attack and he died four times. And the first thing I asked him when he came back was, "What did you see?" And he couldn't, he said nothing. It was dark. I don't know if he wasn't attuned to the right frequencies, not the most spiritual person, but. Or maybe he just wasn't fully dead, you know. I mean, I don't he know. He came back. Thank God he came. That's good that he came back. Yeah. He did come back. He did come he back. back. Maybe, yeah, and maybe he a... wasn't truly dead. Who knows? Yeah, he he might have just been sleeping. <laughs> taking a nap so sean you said also in here so you put on here let's talk about why it matters right and we've talked about the cast of characters so why does it matter that these and i want to get your take on this that these individuals are in power doing the things that they're doing for whatever their reasons are why does it why why does it matter? 
Well, well, some people say it's a test, right? It's it's just an experience. It's just a test. It's a test of our faith, you know. So perhaps that's the correct theory. We'll find out. So you subscribe to uh, to this to to God. To answer to 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 answer your question, why does it matter? It matters if it's a test of of something inside of us. Then that's the experience of life. You know, are we going to pass the test? Are we going to be good to other people? Are we going to care about other people or not? So you know, pretty much, don't be a piece of shit. <laughs> The Ten Commandments, the two laws of mind. You know. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, how do you deal with other people? Do you think of them? Oh, I want to get in touch with this person. Oh, maybe it's better not to get in touch with them. For them, don't think about yourself. Think about the other person in everything. Uh, uh, even when you're doing business, you know, what does the other person need? Don't think about the money. Think about how are you going to satisfy that other person's goals? It's interesting you say it's not about the money. Right? Yeah, don't think about the money. The money will come. Hey, who is it? Baby warm? brings it. To- the baby brings its own bread. Was what somebody told me a long time ago. Uh, was that Warren Buffett that said? Oh, here we go. So he says, "Money is not everything. Make sure you earn a lot before speaking such nonsense." <laughs> and 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 Ted Ted Turner said, it, "Being wealthy is an empty bag." All that money. It's an empty bag. I, I pulled up a quote here. It says by Solomon. Is that so- Solomon in the Bible? Money is the answer for everything? Is that? Did he say that? <laughs> yeah, well, the guy from the Solomon Brothers might have said that. The Solomon Brothers. I don't know who that is. So, Sean. Solomon. Who- oh, wait. Oh, wait. The Solomon Brothers. The Solomon Brothers are a big investment house in New York. And during 9-11, when the BBC was doing their report, she said the Solomon Building has collapsed, Building 7. And the only problem was it didn't collapse for another 30 minutes. So when she gave the report on the BBC, the building was still there. Yeah, speaking so the Solomon of, Brothers, Building yeah, 7. That was an inside job, and it was a controlled demolition by the by the government, right? whether you want to believe that or not. And the powers that be. The powers that be, yeah. And you put on here that it, it, all this relates in some way to the JFK and RFK assassinations. How so? Well... It, it, it was just curious that Warhol was killed two days before, uh, you know, Bobby was killed. I think the Kennedys were were in. Oh, oh, John Kennedy, the president, 
was taking LSD in, in the early 60s. He was, he was, he was all the way out there. I think he was gonna blow the lid on the whole thing. He was gonna fess up and, and tell the truth. And that's why they whacked him. The whole truth and the, about what? And the woman, the, the, the woman who gave him the LSD, she also died early, like a year or two after JFK died. She died. Her name was Mary Meyer. Her husband was in the CIA. Um, the whole truth about the what's going on in this world. Who's running it? Do you believe and JFK was, was going to snitch? You believe they're they're shape shifting reptiles? I've never seen one. Thank God. Have you ever seen a baby pigeon? Yes, I I've seen many pigeons. Yeah. Have you seen a baby pigeon? A baby pigeon. Have you ever seen a baby oh, pigeon like ever a, in your really, life? That's funny because no, I haven't. Yeah, that's right. Pigeons are part of the CIA too. They're <laughs> they're drones. That's why they go on the on the electricity lines. They're charging. They got wireless charging. That's what this whole yeah. thing was for to be able to do a firmware update on the pigeons. People laugh when I tell them that, but that shit's true, man. I've never seen a baby pigeon ever in my. I've never seen a pigeon nest ever in my fucking life. For all I know, they don't exist. Right. It's that, you know, that. I'm gonna go look for the nest because there's <laughs> pigeons in the park, right? You know, near me, and I'm yeah. I'm gonna look for the baby pigeons because now would be the time, right? In the early summer. Yeah. So you said we can talk about China. Big news is happening. What's up? What's up with China? What's the big news? Are you allowed to talk about it? Well. A, a little bit of context, the the Cultural Revolution, in a, a little bit of context, maybe a, a one minute of history lesson here. When Mao took over in 1949, 1957, he said, let's increase steel production by uh, melting down all of our pots and pans. I mean, the guy was an idiot. Um, <laughs> in 1959? Yeah, late 1950s, he said, we're going to increase steel production by by uh, melting down all the pots and pans. He also had people killing all the birds. He didn't like bird shit. He didn't he didn't want bird shit on his train. So he told the whole country to kill birds. And that's how the famine started. Millions of people died. And then in 1966, he had the Cultural Revolution where they killed or or exiled all the teachers and they closed the schools for 10 years and uh, it was total madness and i lost so so looking at that oh that's the connection they 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 basically cut down anyone who was successful in the late 60s you know the the teachers the 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 landlords they all had to, to, to suffer. And what's happening now is all the billionaires, Jack Ma, Alibaba, mm-hmm. uh, Didi is the Chinese Uber. All of these companies, the CEOs are being sent to prison. 
or the uh the the companies are being like cut off at the knees and it's all happening from the from the top down so china is a mess and that's the story i mean the stock market is is all all the big companies over there are being busted they're kicking out all the english teachers they don't want any foreigners there and my feeling is that that might mean that war is coming because if if they're going to war with the west they they want to have as few foreigners there as possible yeah it's been going on ever since covid-19 started right there were like pushing people out and they this said if you this has gradually started since 2013 since the new president of china came in he's gradually been ramping up the nationalism the south china sea mhm they took over hong kong now they want to take over taiwan and and you know in in a certain way you, you can understand it the british took hong kong because they had all the Chinese hooked up on uh, opium <laughs> for a hundred years, and opium is what paid for Harvard and Yale's buildings in the 1800s. So you can understand China's not liking the West. I get it. I do. Yeah. I, I understand that part of it. But also, it's a pretty terrible, you know, group of people running that country. So they're going to use this history for their own advantage for evil, right? A war is only going to make people suffer. It's not the solution. The way I see it, and I subscribe to 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 this idea that how we talked about earlier, it is a game, right? It's all part of this this right. There's there's NPCs and you're the main character in this quest, and I feel like it is the real Game of Thrones. And I want to say that there's nothing that we can fucking do about that, right? I can't control the United States getting into a war in the Middle East or not, or with China or whoever I, it is. We can't. I, I can't stop. I we no, we can't stop it. No matter what. Yeah. 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 And history history has its uh destiny, has its fate. Yeah, and and the more technological we get and Jeffrey Epstein and, and a a lot of these elites, they're very transhumanistic, right? They they it's Elon Musk, right, talks about wanting to Neuralink, he wants to just give up to the AI. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein was also real big on transhumanism. He funded a lot of scientific research and especially research that had to do with little kids, right? He had this doll, this AI doll that he helped fund and it was a doll designed for little girls and it would learn. Yeah, there's a, there's a movie called uh, the good movie artificial intelligence by Steven Spielberg is about that. And uh, I, I saw that movie with my Illuminati friend and um, my Illuminati friend 20 years ago told me I want to have a chip in the back of my neck so that I can be connected to, 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 you know, 
all intelligence in the world. So that's where transhumanism is heading. And, yeah. And I, it's scary. I think we're close to to getting to where they want to be. I feel that it's getting to very, you know, Orwellian heights, everything. Ah, the right. more we dive into that, it's like, they want to control what you and literally, literally, quite literally edit history in real time. Like, and lately I've been thinking, and I want to get your input on this and the Tiananmen Square massacre. If you look online, there is, I, and I know there was a video of the guy getting run over by the tank, right? But the ones that I'm no, he, seeing, he didn't get run over. He no, Juan. He 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 stood in front of the tank. He climbed on top of the tank. What happened was the it, it was just a ma- a massacre had happened the night before, where they had killed. You know the estimates range. They killed up to ten thousand uh, students who were who who were camping out on the square for democracy. And yeah, go well, here, ahead. Here's the thing, Sean. So I've heard people talk about that they've seen the video of this guy getting run over, and it's almost like a Mandela effect where some people are remembering it some way and others are remembering it another way. And there is articles online that say that nobody died in the Tiananmen Square and that it was well, peaceful well, you know protesting. What? You know, you know what? There could be confusion about what happened in the West, but Westerners at least know that Tiananmen Square happened, whether the facts are all, you know, correct or not. They, they, they know something happened, but a lot of the Chinese people don't know anything happened. They don't, it's not, it's completely blocked for them. I would say 90%, 80% of the Chinese people have no idea that it even happened. Wow. I mean, they don't, they don't have, they only have, it's like North Korea. You know, it pisses me off people who, who talk about that they're, this is a communist country and, that is, that were run by a dictator and that they feel oppressed. It's like go to an actual country that is a that is fucking communist, like North Korea or what right now what's happening with Cuba, right? They're trying China. to blame it. They're trying to. You think you think that's China? China, North Korea, all the same. No, I'm talking about what's happening in Cuba. I, I thought you meant that that's got to do that, that that China was behind that. The the Chinese support the Cubans and what they're it, the the Cuban government in in putting down the pro- protest. Yeah, sure. No shit. I'm I sure mean, the Chi- I'm sure the Chinese are helping. I don't know about that. I mean, it, oh yeah, they're telling them they're telling them cut off the internet. You know. Maybe they're sending a couple of their facial recognition cameras over there, installing them, <laughs> building a social score on people. Yeah, that's what they do. And what are your thoughts on this whole 
did you see France passed a law to have uh, what is it vaccine passports legal? A lot of French protesting that the the military uh, Mar- the French president Marcon I think his name is Maricon yeah or yeah Marcon Mar- Mar- Maricon Maricon <laughs> yeah Mar-Con? probably. Marcon, I think. Um, I get it confused, you know. Uh, his his own Secret Service is has stood down, according to rumor. You know, his, yeah. his own his own his own internal guard doesn't like what's going on. So there's yeah. that 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 battle is not finished yet. That story is not finished. Well, here's the thing. So. Who was I listening to? I was listening to an individual on YouTube. I think it was Robert Seffer, I think it is. And he talked about in in the movie Star Wars, the Stormtroopers. And no, it wasn't it wasn't Robert Seffer, I'm thinking about somebody else. Uh well, this guy I was talking, he said, I didn't think that the stormtroopers look goofy in those costumes, right? And 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 the costumes right. that they wear. Their full body armor. And then he put a picture of modern day police. He said, well, before, before putting the picture, he's like, I didn't think anybody would put on such a ridiculous thing to be in the streets. And then he showed a picture of modern day police and they look just like the stormtroopers. And he's also like, the stormtroopers, uh, I'm, I'm relating this as, as the stormtroopers, they, they were programmed, right? And they were bred to kill and follow directions. But I'm thinking about how many, cops today would actually go through with that or, or the armed services or the armed forces how you're saying that their own guards I, I've, aren't... Met, I've, I've met a lot of good police people a lot of compassionate merciful human beings yeah do you who, think that's who, why they pushed the, the whole uh black lives matter and all this other bullshit that's come up you know oppressing the police and putting them down do you think that's why they do that to discredit the people that are that are, you know, the good people who are trying to actually help and better society. Do you think this is all part of like an alternative? All, of, all of those things come from the from on high. Yeah, this is it's all like game planning. Yes, it's divide and conquer. Hegelian dialectic. Uh, yes. Problem reaction solution. Yes. 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 And no, the police are good. Most of the police are very good people. And, and so there's a hope there, right there. And most of the people that I've met that have been in the army, the armed forces, they're also good people with good hearts. I, and again, don't get me wrong. I, I 100%, I feel like the, there, there are some bad apples, right? How maybe the Knights Templar, Maybe the people were the, the 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 individuals in that organization were the bad apples, the rotten apples worshiping Baphomet. Just how mm-hmm. throughout all of history, there's always been those bad apples. But all it takes is one wrong for you to be remembered for that for the rest of your life, right? Uh, you can be the best person in the world, and you accidentally murder somebody by whatever reason, and you're not going to be known for anything else other than that you fucking murdered somebody. Right, like OJ. Imagine being OJ. He'll go around for the rest of his life, constantly being reminded. Like, I, I mean, I think he did it, but 
Hey, you fucking I, killed him. Oh, 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 there's a documentary on that. Yeah, uh, there, I saw it. There's the theory that his son did it, and he covered for his son. I, I don't know, but again, I talked about these initiation rituals, right? That they're, they have to do certain things to be accepted into, you know, a lot of people don't even believe in the Bohemian Grove. A lot of people don't know about the Bohemian Grove, but it's like, this I've is a been real, to the Bohemian Grove. it's a real thing. It's a real fucking I've thing. Seen, I've been to the Bohemian Club and I've seen the owl and I've been on, I played golf at the Bohemian Grove golf course and there was a nice owl statue on every hole. Yeah, oh no, it's real. They worship the owl. And the owl is it uh, symbolic to Moloch? Is is that who they worship? That's what that's where that's what some people say. I've never delved into owl you know, mysticism, so I'm not sure. But it's a real thing. Yeah, well that's maybe something to keep to look out for. So We'll wrap it up here, Sean, and I want to have you back on the show because I want to talk about language and spelling and spells and the magical aspect of of language. Yeah, I teach that. I can teach that. <laughs> so hopefully if you have show notes, there'll be uh, a way to contact me. We'll figure it out later, like an email address or something. I'll set yeah. up an email address. If people want to learn how to use spells for good not evil then can you I will help them if you want before we wrap it up can you share your social media if you have any any way well, and well, again just, i'll post just, it on just, the show just notes go, just google yeah just google the anti-warhol book three words the anti-warhol book three words the anti-warhol book and uh I should come up, go to the site, and then you can send me an email from there. Nice. And I'll have you back on again. We'll go over the whole spelling thing. But I want to thank you. This is one of my more <laughs> crazier episodes, right, as far as ideas. That's great. And going oh, you know what my Illuminati friend said to me one time? Now, I won't, I won't, I'll tell you if you send me a message, I'll, I'll tell you. So anyone who wants to send me an email, I'll tell you what, uh, what the Illuminati think of me. Yes. And I wear it proudly. I wear the badge proudly. <laughs> well, Sean, I want to thank you again for coming on. And this was, uh, this is very interesting. And I look forward to having you on again.